Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats, cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. May 10th, 2022. This is Kentucky Roll Call Roll on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Douglas, the producer. Scooter Hoosier Dingus, not feeling well. He's out. He's out. Feel better, Scoots. We got a Big X bug going around. Yes, we do. I am doing my seven. This will be seven hours of radio in 26 hours on Big X Sports Radio. It's impressive. Far too long to be hearing TJ More Walker like talk for our Big X Sports Radio fans. Big TJ Radio. That's what that's called around the house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> filled in for Mike Rutherford yesterday on the Mike Rutherford Show 3 to 6. It was a felt like a sports talker reunion having just Trevor and, and, and I there to talk sports and, and try to Kind of keep it mostly U of L centric, but with it being the Monday after Derby, we had plenty to to talk about over the weekend, and we talked U of L, we talked some UK, we had a good time yesterday. And Mike not feeling well. We hope he feels better. He was, he yeah, it, and Scoots sounds like both of them are like it's not just yeah, I got the sniffles. I think both yeah. of them are hurting. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, hope they feel better, and hopefully I don't know if Mike has made a decision on doing radio mm-hmm. today or not, but hopefully we get Scoots back. Sooner than later, very lucky to have Douglas, the producer, fill in. Otherwise, we're not getting on the air. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, starting to get back to normal. Like, you know, the Monday after Derby. Rough. But it felt like I was starting to turn a corner as the day went on. Feet and legs still very tired, though. I just, uh, I feel like they're, my legs are just going to hurt forever. But... We'll, we'll, we'll fight through it. It'll get better. Pain, temporary, pride is forever. That was uh, very popular for football players in 2003. Uh, I thought it was glory. Uh, we, Pain's temporary, glory lasts forever. We did pride last forever. I don't know. It, you're right. I glory you supposed to be too prideful. Right. That's one of the seven deadly sins, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Gluttony. Yeah. That movie, Seven. Douglas, really you weird. know the seven deadly sins? I can't quote any of them. What are they? Oh, we got. I thought. Didn't you study some theology? I, I did, but I didn't study the seven deadly sins. I've heard of. I heard you mention them, and I've heard of them, but I can't quote any of them. Hmm. Gluttony, pride, uh, lust, lust, um, greed. Um, uh, man, I'm trying to think of all the different. Uh, isn't is jealousy one of them? I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of all the m- movie uh, murders now. And that's what's let's see. Envy? Envy would be one there of them. There we go. Yep. All right, I got them pulled up, but I think... Envy beat jealousy. Lust, yeah. gluttony, greed, sloth. Sloth is sloth. the one we forgot. Yeah. yeah. Wrath, envy, pride. Huh. Oh, wow. So you all would celebrate who, one of the... Who, who coined that, and how long has that been uh, a, a saying? Who? that's an old Catholic. I think that's been around for... Who's credited it? Like the prayer time. of St. Francis is St. Francis. Who's credited with that? Hmm. That's a good question. Let me look that up for you, Douglas. I always like the prayer of St. Francis. Hmm. We're getting a little uh, history, a little theology, a little well, bit of everything. To well, we got to keep, keep a good balance, a little derby, a little theology, <laughs> a little St. Francis. Although yeah. not mentioned in the Bible. So it's not mentioned in the Bible. Okay. But it's... It's capital vices or cardinal sins, and it's vices of Christian teachings, although not officially so, in the Bible. So it's not credited to anybody particularly, just kind of just formulated and passed down mm. through the ages. It looked right. like a pope started it. Oh, one of the popes did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, the pope. Leave it to the popes to just be like, hey, you all can't do these things. <laughs> and their gold bling and rings and hats and all the other Swath things. Swath was the bit, the, the grossest one in that Ugh. movie, though. Yeah. And the Brad Pitt. And yeah, they made a movie, Douglas, like 15 or 20 years ago called The Seven Deadly Sins. Just seven. Thing. Just seven, yeah. yeah and Brad this, Pitt, and this murderer was like going around murdering people, but he was doing it. He was murdering people that were breaking the seven deadly sins. Oh so my. like this one, like politician was like a cheating on his wife, and he killed him and like wrote lust on the wall or something like yeah. that. It was oh a weird no. movie, Douglas. Very weird. Yeah, that, not, that sounds weird. Yeah, you're not you're not missing out on much. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> That's not that movie, right? Yeah, it is. It's very end. Really? Yeah. That's so uh, he in, gets like, the r- desert. He gets wrath. Oh yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Checks them all isn't, Aren't they like, I think you, you know what's in the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, we're going to talk sports today. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We're also going to talk non-sports right. as well, too. I don't want to mislead everybody. I want to I want to say one more nonsense thing before we get to real sports, because they're actually, it was one of those slow sports today that picked up steam like a locomotive throughout the day. Um, so we have some things to discuss, but I noticed... There's another cat out there today. Does intern cat have a yeah, kind of a boyfriend? It, it kind of scared me. I got here earlier than I normally do, so it was just kind of sitting outside, enjoying the weather just for a second, and it almost like startled me. It was rustling in, in the bushes and whatnot. Uh, a black cat crossed yeah. our path. And um, there's been plenty of times too where we've had another cat, but they've been the last one was it the one that Trevor stole was button was a rival with intern cat. This yes. one looks friendly. I don't know. They weren't like, hey, were they hanging out t- together? They were close, okay. but they weren't, you they weren't know. fighting? No, they weren't fighting. Because when I, when I left it, the other one was just kind of stalking the other one in the bush, and that was kind of He was definitely staring, like, under the mm-hmm. table, like, hey, you going to pass me some of that uh, that here cat food? Wara, the cat that Trevor stole, was a co- topic of conversation on the Rutherford show yesterday. Oh, nice. Supposedly, it just is peeing all over Trevor's house. <laughs> Specifically on Trevor's clothing. Four cats, one litter box. I'm not a cat guy. That's I would. It seems like not enough <laughs> litter boxes. Seems like you need another litter yeah, box for like that. Like two, three max. I, I, I don't know. I, I was telling him. I was like, you know, doing appraisals. I, I can walk in a door and tell if a family has a cat. Normally, yeah. I was like, Trevor, with you having four dogs and four cats, or however many dogs they have now, I was like, I, I bet there's a smell when you walk into your house. And he's like, no. 
Mainly just my room because of the cat pee, mostly. Oh, I was—I thought he was gonna uh, say no. Mainly my room because of the cigarettes. I was gonna also be like, how does do? How or does, does the cigarettes does mask fit, all the smell? Yeah, how does twenty years of cigarette smoking with cat pee mix with one another? Which one is the dominant stench at that point? Cigarettes for the win. Tre- Trevor tries it. How? What? What can his room smell like today? Yeah, so he's, clear your he's, nostrils, he's, though. He, he wants to get rid of Wara, bring him back to Southern Indiana, do the old dump off, oh, but man. his mom won't let him. <laughs> Trevor, a 42-year-old. Mom not letting him take the cat. <laughs> mom has grown close to the cat. But cat doesn't hang out with mom, supposedly. Just hangs out in Trevor's room and pees up. I like it. She likes the cat just because she doesn't have to deal with it. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's what it sounds like. Uh, oh, so man. The was, big guy. It, it was good stuff. It was it was fun hanging out with Trevor yesterday and getting to, to hear from him. He did not have the derby winner. On I know. I, I told you. I thought he had it. Well, um, yesterday I kept uh, – kept watching a video of one of my friends whose name is Jack and he bet happy Jack mm-hmm. and like me thought that number two crossed the board first mm-hmm. and he's celebrating keeps celebrating and somebody goes up to him like no Jack it was 21 he's like yeah 2100 dollars I bet a hundred dollars to win and it's 21 he's like talking trash to all the haters like oh. you all said he was a bum you all said he couldn't win and now he won the derby it's really embarrassing no 21 he's like 2100. No, 21-1, and he just kind of, like, hold, grabs his heart, and, oh, it was just the pain. Oh, gosh. That pain rivaled with the joy of Eric Reed, the trainer. What a great derby. That was a lot of fun, but we don't need to let that linger anymore. Uh, w- one thing I'm curious about, TJ, you got, a, you got an old experience that doesn't happen with our show as much anymore because we're so early, or the KRC curse. I think it's more the KRC curse than anything. Classic KRC curse. Yeah, where news doesn't break during our show. But you actually, you got a little bit of news to break during the show yesterday. Did you all discuss... The, the NCAA? The NCAA yeah, coming to town. It was fun. Three hours of radio. We, we've got, like, there are shows where we'll go a little long, and there are shows that we say... Boy, we could make today a three-hour radio show. There's a reason we don't say that every day. Yeah. Three hours, long time. Long time. God, God bless Mike and Trevor for doing that every day, especially once summer radio hits the ground running. But, yeah, it, it, it was nice. that Not that we were running out of things to talk about. We actually had to push back a few topics. But, yes, that was breaking news during the show. It was fun. It, it, it's always fun in radio to, like, read, to have that feeling, Roush, of, like, all right, I'm going to have to talk about this, but I don't know what it is yet. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Like, let's figure it out, and let's figure it out well enough to not sound like a complete doofus on radio. So, like, during that commercial break, Trevor was couldn't even tell you what he was yapping about. I don't think he stopped talking from the end of the commercial break to the start <laughs> of it, and I didn't hear a word of it because I was reading. And, honestly, I wish they just would have put, like, TLDR, too long, didn't read. Hey, we're going to start maybe – probably cracking down on collectives you guys watch out <laughs> right isn't that the yeah. sentiment of what they said if you did this stuff before may 9th we may give you a pass we may look into it if you were super brazen about the whole brazen about the whole thing then we're going to we may get you we may get you after may 9th though this is this is another warning these are the rules this is what you can do keep your freaking boosters away right and we're gonna start cracking down on this stuff just so everybody knows that's what the NCAA said to their schools yesterday, Roush, right? Did I miss anything, or uh, did I take any liberties the, there? N- that is the uh, the geist, the geist, of, the geist of, it. Of, of it all, because there was a lot of – it was – man, and, th- and this is one thing. This is why I'm very glad that I didn't end up 
pursuing that that law career that I initially started at, it's a lot of like let's use a lot of words mm-hmm. and to to say a whole lot of nothing because essentially they just reinforced what they said from the get go. Hey, really, nothing new is just kind of their way of being like we see you all, we don't like what we're seeing, we're gonna let some of this pass. Previously, no more though. Yes, yes, and um, the 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 three bullet points are boosters can't provide quote unquote inducements, which that sounds like such a dirty word. Inducement, like you don't see that anywhere else. But you can't sit there and have boosters just paying for kids to go to your school as a part of recruiting. And then the other part of it was like, when you pay them to do something, they actually have to do something. This isn't just we're throwing money at them, like. No, at least tweet something out, um, which wasn't anything new. But this, I, I, I think, TJ, if I was going to have a uh, any sort of big takeaway, it was the the shock and surprise that they actually said that they're going to do something. Because throughout this entire, like throughout all of our complaints about the NCAA, at its core, the NCAA is. Just they they're they're one entity that represents all their institutions. They just speak for them. So if you have enough institutions get mad about something and speak out, then they'll do something about it. And we wanted them to do stuff about this. And there's a lot of there was like a laundry list of things. NCAA, why aren't you acting on this at all? It's really because the member institutions weren't griping loud enough. Well, once nil passed, enough people started griping loud enough that. They're like, okay, we need to crack down on collectives. Because I think that was the general sentiment. I mean, Mark Stoops said as much. Um, I saw some Neil Brown quote yesterday where he was – I mean, a lot of coaches are like, hey, we like nil, but we don't like having just booster-funded banks, cash cows over here funding our recruitment. Um, A lot of people were saying that. Josh Heupel was not saying that, if you notice that. He was not one of these vocal opponents. So, essentially, there was uh, about 12 schools that were really on top of the ball, and they ran with it. And you know what? Uh, The Athletic spoke to some lawyers, and they're like, all right, well, bring it on. Basically, they'll tighten up. And I, TJ, I don't know how much is actually going to change out of this. Yeah, I've had like 12 hours to think about it. And I think my sentiment or my my thoughts are the exact same that I said yesterday on the air. It's, Okay, NCAA. Well, but well, I'll believe it when I see it. Crack I mean, down on somebody. There's, they still have cracked down on like the last cheating thing that was years ago. Correct. So the fact that now will will it get people to tighten up a little bit more? I would hope so. I, I would hope that. Um, I think what you're going to see is is it's you're going to you're, and this is smart. If you're a, if you're a foot if you're a and M if you're Jimbo Fisher if you're Hypel if you need to start being like everybody shut up. About yeah. your nils. Stop, Just shut up stop about the nils. We're not going to brag deals. it. We're not going to like, you're going to come here and you're going to see what you're going to get and you're going to be happy with it. But shut up about them loudly yes. because otherwise we can't use it as a recruiting pitch. Because if you're using it as a recruiting pitch, you're going to get in trouble. Because Tennessee Period. has been all of their people over there like, which athletic reporter do we want to tell everything to? And we're just going to open up the playbook and tell them how much money we have and how everything. I don't understand that. Um, and if you notice, that's probably why uh, you you heard Kentucky quickly shoot down the Jordan Addison stuff. It's because you're like, hey, this stuff can't get out. 
the the quieter you work, the better it is off for everybody. Because if you start getting public about it, then you get a Miami situation. Mm-hmm. Like um, um, Isaiah Wong and then the Nigel Pack where they're all in a, you know, pissing contest over who's going to get the most money. And and, and that's just that, – that's when you get into the locker room problem. You get into all the bull crap that, that, that people – didn't want or, uh, all of the other stuff that just can really muck things up for you. That's what happens when you start talking. So, uh, TJ, I'll, I, I think you're right in that regard. And I also think that these nil collectives, they're still going to be able to work and do their magic. They've just got to be much more buttoned up about it. I do wonder what the NCAA would say about the UK collective, which is fraudulent in the sense that it's doing the same stuff these other collectives are doing, but they're trying to paint it with a more pure brush, if you will. Right. Their idea, and if you've listened to Kentucky Roll Call 7 to 9, Monday through Friday with TJ Walker and Nick Roush, and today we got Douglas, the producer, sitting in with us, running the show, making sure it sounds smoothly. But UK's collective idea is... We are the middleman. Business comes to us, student athlete comes to us, and we'll make the best match, and the dollar amounts that come with it, it's just based on the best match. Please. Yeah. We we know what is going on with that. That sounds nice. I wonder if the NCAA would say, hmm. I think they'd say no to that as well. Really, and I'll also add this. When I say, I'll believe it when I see it, NCAA, that's true. I will believe it when I see it. But them just reaching out or them sending a – in a way, notice of allegations to Tennessee, that will, while Tennessee shouldn't, while that's not putting them six feet under the ground, that'll be a hassle for them. While we're like, while you're saying teams are still dealing with the last cheating scandal, they are still dealing with the last cheating scandal. Kansas was able to win a national championship. So the U of L fans that are acting like they're handcuffed to the sea floor, that's <laughs> not the reality. But there is a cloud that they've had to overcome. Even Kansas had. They've had to answer recruiting questions. Mm-hmm. Or am I going to be banned from the tournament? U of L has had to do it. Kansas just a better program than Louisville, so they've had more success. But there's been other places. I mean, LSU has had their best basketball run in pro. Well, not in program history, but certainly in a long well, time. Yeah. And what big baby? But now the hammer's kind of fallen on them. So it can still be an annoyance, even if. There's going to be lawsuits, and we're going to sue the NCAA. All right, come after us, and let's see how it works out for you. It's still an annoyance, and it's still something the programs would have to deal with, so it's best not to try to lock horns with the NCAA in this instance, and instead, as we've mentioned, keep things quiet, make sure your compliance department is up to snuff and that they're not letting things run like the wild, wild west. I've got total faith in UK's compliance department. I think they're fine. I think maybe Mitch's hesitancy to some degree has maybe help Kentucky, not just like with Tennessee where they were advertising, $8 million quarterback, come on over, buddy. Like that's going to maybe come back and bite Tennessee in the ass, and I don't think that's going to hurt anybody's feelings here in Kentucky. And Tennessee is kind of like Louisville in that. The, remember when they, they used we're going to pay recruits as our way to fire uh, Pruitt? Yes. Yeah, that nothing's happened there. That's a good point. NCAA-wise. And now that was McDonald's bags of cash. Now it's – uh, you know, just checks. Big, yeah. really big checks. I got to take to really big banks. If I'm the NCAA, just knowing that uh, the the cliche that's been used a thousand times on this radio station that the genie's out of the lamp. What I would do is I just try to say, listen, boosters just can't give these kids money. You can't do the collectives. 
if a booster has a business and it's an honest business and they want to hire an athlete to represent their business in a name, image, and likeness deal, we cannot stop that. Right. I do think if they really have the enforcement, you could be like, hey, if somebody donates to the university, them and their business cannot participate in nil. I would find that interesting. Universities would absolutely despise that, but you could that would be not all the hard that would not be the hardest thing to potentially manage. Okay, uh, hey, NCAA, we're telling you schools any nil deals you have to report to us. We just, you know, I don't know the basic information of the company, the owner of the company, how much the nil deal is worth, maybe a signed contract of the nil deal, and just so you could have it for storage purposes. But if you ever find out that any booster own business is hiring an athlete, maybe you say that's not allowed. That'd be a good way to really crack down on the excess nil and boosters going crazy and pay for play and that sort of stuff. But that also just... But universities would hate that. Yeah, and, and also that doesn't feel like... That feels like a... Um, I, I don't know much about antitrust law, TJ, but saying like you can only do business with certain people doesn't sound very free market. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but also for... 50 years telling kids they couldn't profit at all. Yeah, yeah. What stopped them before? Right. But but there is a sense of, like, if you eliminate boosters completely from the equation, um, I know you and I are not boosters, but if we did, like, just a $50 a year thing, then we would probably be considered a booster. You know I, and I, mean? I understand. And, I, and I'm, I'm just saying if you really wanted to crack down on boosters, boom, there's a – a way to do it. You're right. The legalities of it, I won't pretend to know, but it's not like you could have the Seahawks pay Russell Wilson to try to get him to come back to Seattle while he's with Denver. You know, they, there's rule. There, there are even leagues have rules with money and sort and that sort of stuff. So the NCAA potentially could have some rules with money. But in all sincerity, it's you're not going to stop the boosters. I instead of trying to crack down on boosters entirely, I would just say. If the booster is giving a kid money, it's got to be for a business purpose. Show us the contract. Show us the business. Show us what work they put in, or at least a summary of the work they put in, if you want to go that far even. But let's just not have boosters handing kids cash. I think that's the NCAA's right. mindset. I think it's too late. I think it's if you're the NCAA, I think you just kind of got to embrace it now. Um, but but we'll see. They're they're trying to put their foot down, Roush. It's going to be interesting. Some some places are going to get in trouble, and it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, and hope it's not Kentucky. I just wonder how much. Like this is this is the easy thing for the NCAA to do to actually enforce it and invest manpower into it. Yeah, it seems like they're going like the opposite way with manpower. It seems like they're having fewer oh, and fewer resources. I just saw um, like Andy Staples tweeting out that they're down on. Enforcement officers. They're, yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Yeah. So, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, it's they out, a, they outsource one whole punishing arm. You know, they basically said new branch. Like you guys handle this. You're not with the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, because we don't. We ain't got time for that. Seriously. So that's another concerning part. I. Do you think it slows anybody down? We said that the goal should be to keep quiet, but do you think it's going to slow anybody down? I don't know if it will physically slow things down, but uh, we might get less stories that get the old men to start yelling at clouds over the summer. You know what I mean? Because I I think in general, the uh, the collective talk, it will still pop up from time to time throughout the summer because it's talking season, summer, you know, whatever. Uh 
but it'll heat back up once early signing day starts getting closer um, because you're going to have a lot of kind of stories intertwined with one another. And um, we actually had the NCAA do something else too yesterday that uh, is actually, I think, a step in the right direction. An exciting step for uh, Kentucky football fans. Oh, I'll be excited to hear that. That's a good radio tease. Uh, I also just remembered I had a dream where totally unrelated to this. It was all a dream? You used to read Word Up magazine? I had a wild dream. Like, even woke up during the dream and fell back asleep and came back to the dream. That I got asked to develop a town near Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh. And my, like, concept in my brain was Norton Commons. Have you ever been to Norton Commons? Yeah. I mean, like... Not like walking around it. And, You're like, yeah, there's you know, restaurants there. There's and, like good places yeah. to go and hang yeah, out no, and whatnot. Uh, they got but, the, the, the school, the YMCA over there. They got it all. My concept was like Norton Commons, except I called it Terrytown. <laughs> and, and it was near Green Bay, so it was a play on Titletown. Wow. And it was a huge hit. And it took eight years to build. Uh, did, you sure there wasn't an ice town there? Oh, I, an ice, ice, ice town. town. Ice town, ice clown. <laughs> that headline is classic. <laughs> All right, Roush is going to tell you what else happened with the NCAA. This is going to be news to me, or at least maybe it's a refresher for me. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. Get your text into the Thornton's text line. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. One more thing. Do me a favor. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Was that accidental or were you trying to quote TLC on purpose? I don't even understand the reference. You don't understand what you said? I don't know what that is. Get out. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll X Sports Radio. Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Douglas, the producer, here on your Tuesday morning. Text on into the Thornton's text line. Quiet day on the text line. Not a ton of UK-specific news yesterday, understandably so. It's never a quiet day at an actual Thornton's because they are bumping. buzzing. Oh, yeah, like a bee um, because they got a little bit of everything there. And now, TJ, the new the new thing they're, they're rolling out now, steak burritos. Whoa. Yeah. Those are big time. We have the meats, steak, Thornton's. Uh, but I actually just got an email. Uh, I can try one for free because I have the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. So download that app and they'll say stuff like, hey, load this coupon to your card and boom, you get a free burrito to try. And if you don't like it, That's no sweat awesome. off your back. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I could I could understand why somebody in their mind would be like, do I trust the Thornton's gas station burrito? Uh, you know what? They're 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 letting you they're they're putting fate in your hands. So give it get the Thorns Refreshing Rewards app and you'll get free stuff all the time. It's pretty great. Yeah. I, I love Thornton's. You will as well. They've got a great selection and any pick me up, whether morning, afternoon, or night, Thornton's is a good place to pop. Uh all right. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. What else happened with the NCAA? We need so, to talk some UK basketball. Yes, we we'll do. get to that. But what uh, what else happened? Well, uh, the NCAA, uh, it was a procedural thing, kind of like sending out a memo, you know. It was, but part of this procedural thing was um, 
essentially saying, hey, you can kind of decide who's going to play in your conference football championship games in whatever way you want to decide. Which you're like, wait, what? What that practically means, you don't have to have some two division winners anymore. Did you ever have to have that? They had by rule. They had certain restrictions uh, on how you can use a uh, how you determine who's in your conference championship game. That way, that they aren't doing what the Big Ten did a few years ago and just like saying, "We had a minimum on our Big Ten championship game. Actually, we can just take that away." The NCAA loosened them during the COVID year, and the Big Ten just did whatever they wanted to get Ohio State in. Um, that would probably not at, be at the, Indiana's expense. Yeah, that will probably not be the case uh, moving forward. But it essentially what it will do is it will allow for the the long discussed summer radio topic of pod scheduling to become a thing, where you don't have to have divisions to be able to play in a conference championship game. You can have these four little groups of teams that play each other each year, and then you kind of rotate among the other teams so that each player on your team, if they stay there for four years, they can they can go to every team in their conference's stadium. Can't say that right now. Uh, Kentucky has not, will go to Ole Miss this fall for the first time since 2013. a hasn't been to Kroger Field since they've been in the SEC. Yeah. It's been a long time since they've been in the SEC. It's pretty wild they haven't been to Lexington yeah. yet. Yeah. Pretty nuts. So uh, this is a good thing. Now, it does – it does also, it, it, when you move to the scheduling, you're probably going to – the East has been kind to Kentucky uh, because it just it hasn't been great. Uh, the odds for SEC championship, we got some new ones yesterday from Bet Online AG, and the bottom four teams are all Eastern Division opponents on Kentucky's schedule. Vandy, South Carolina. Love it. I think uh, Mississippi State is the one exception, but they're a regular on Kentucky's schedule as well too. So Kentucky's had some fortunate scheduling things. The pods might – you might run into another Texas A&M or another Oklahoma, uh, one more than you're used to, but it's, you know, it's probably only one more really tough opponent than what you typically see in a given year. The SEC should go to pods. Every conference should do something similar. Those exact reasons you should be playing more teams in your conference more frequently. It shouldn't be that you're, you share a conference with somebody, but you see them once every eight years. That's, that doesn't really feel like a conference affiliation so much. All that being said is I, I hope the status quo stays the same in the SEC just because I, like I like the setup for Kentucky. And not that there couldn't be a nice setup in a pod system. You're right, probably worst-case scenario, you're adding one tougher game. But why do that if, if, the, if you don't have to necessarily? Maybe you will end up having to, and we'll cross that bridge if you get to it. But I – while I do like pods, I'd be excited to see pods. I hope it doesn't happen because I like Kentucky's setup right now. And at the end of the day, I just want UK to have its best chances to win. Yes, and I, I will add that uh, if there was ever a time to do it, Kentucky has never been more prepared to take on more. Agreed. You know, where great point. They they aren't doing the the early season kickoff games. Louisville stinks. You know, like so you can still keep that game, and you've got a guaranteed win on the schedule. Pretty, you know, just. Go ahead and put the W on there. I do wish that game was the beginning of the year. U of L had that right. We had it wrong. Gosh. And then we would TV have been, schedule said, who cares? We're moving you to the back. I would have loved to have this conversation last week when we were next to Bike and Spanker. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. But they, they, I do wish that game was the beginning of the year. I wish we had all summer to talk about it. It 
<laughs> would be also a fun way to start the year with like a 40 point beatdown too oh really enjoyed there was uh, some level butt slapper that was like hey we've got malik cunningham in the first round of a draft and they shared the link like ignore the 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 header image and it's will levis going number one overall hey that was Ty balding <laughs> he came on the rutherford show with me yesterday oh did you talk about will levis going number one overall we talked about cunningham and he was like honestly he was he was like I no U of L person had that till you mentioned it on the show here today. I was like, well, here's what happened. Everybody saw Levis number one, and, and, and nobody like, scroll. And, and nobody nobody <laughs> went down. No U of L fan was gonna click that. I was like, I sent that link to my U of L friend group, and I was like, this is pretty strange. Like Levis number one, not one of them commented Cunningham because none of them looked at yeah. it. Not a single one even looked at it. And then so I did, and was like, wait a minute. Because oh, none of them were expecting it. Unfortunately, yeah. But and my all, my sentiment was like, well, we got to throw away this whole mock draft if you've got Cunningham in also, the first round. No the, offense, but like he's not going first round. The inconsistency there to believe that Malik Cunningham, like I, you can you can mistrust someone's judgment if they're putting Malik Cunningham as first round guy because he's a college quarterback. You know, like he's he's built for this, built for college, built for nil, not for NFL. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think so. I th- think they had Seattle drafting him, which, like, are they just thinking he'd be a Russell Wilson? I don't. Yeah. He would need to show a lot more consistency this year for I think him to even be an NFL quarterback, let alone a first round draft pick. But yeah, that that was strange to see. But while we're on the subject, going down this road, another mock draft had Will Levis number one. That was two. Two. Oh, that was the second one? Well, that was the first one. There was another one there later. There was another in the day. one later in the day. Yeah, I wow. guess you didn't follow your buddy, your good friend TJ. Well, you know, Sports Illustrated's mock draft had Will Levis go number one. Ooh, okay. Here's a big question Jack Borowski. Borowski. Was it was it National Sports Illustrated or was it one of those fan site Sports Illustrated? Probably a fan site one, but I don't know. Because they, they do a good job of disguising. What's like actual Sports Illustrated and That's what's probably fan site? Um, but it just says fan site run you know, by Joe Schmo. SI.com slash NFL draft. Oh, okay. Slash mock draft. Slash there we go. Borowski's way too early mock draft. There we Although go. Although that guy's got like 2,000 followers. Hey, so could you, still could, you could be right. Real mock draft, though. Not by uh, Sports Illustrated fans, Maven, Kentucky, whatever it is. Yeah, he they've is, got all those now. Let's see, host of the Inside Gridiron podcast, co-host of the NFL Prospect, assistant scouting director and writer for Sports Illustrated Now. Okay, so he is national. That's NFL Draft Bible. Also says you, Miami, 25. Is this kid 18 years old? Oh. 19 years old? Hey, I had great takes at 19. And if you have Will Levis number one, it's a great take, too. Yeah, great take. Well, one texter, the most recent text into the show, we were jumping ahead, but on the Thornton's text line says, it's ridiculous Levis is being projected number one. It's not. So it's along the same conversation. Do you think it's ridiculous that he's being projected numero uno? No, and it's – and it's if if you look at the NFL draft, like people looked at the NFL draft and when John Elway and Dan Marino were coming out, then yes, it's ridiculous. But the NFL draft now is – uh, less about actual number stats and production, more about tools, potential, etc. And uh, Luckett wrote about it over the weekend. I know not everybody was glued to Kentucky Sports Radio, but he's going to get a lot. Like Josh Allen is one of the best NFL draft stories in a long time because he showed all of the tools at Wyoming and was able to essentially put a scope on that howitzer. 
and and improve because he had better talent around him. He had good coaching, and, and he was able to use all of that arm strength, that size, and 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 really focus in and become a more accurate passer and more efficient quarterback. And that's what they see with Will Levis. They see the guy who can make some big-time throws. But, you know, he was in his first year as a starter. He's going to make mistakes. He's kind of working through them. He moves very well. Uh, and as one of the mock drafts put it out, uh, he looks like an action figure uh, at times. He's a big guy. This is what NFL teams like in their quarterback. He checks all the right boxes. It's not ridiculous that they're saying he could go – Number one overall. Now, I think, and it's mostly because of the competition up there, they're, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are going to have ridiculous production numbers, but they don't have the size that NFL teams like. They, they're like six foot, maybe, um, white in the shorts. And but, Levis will also be able to say, I didn't play for Alabama or Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Not that I have a bunch of bums around me or anything like that, but I also I mean, don't have look at all the a couple first other round first rounders receivers that both teams had this year and last year. I mean, you know, it, Mac Jones looked freaking. He was awesome <laughs> when he had all those guys around him. So, uh, and 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 Will's going to have more to work with this year. Um, but you know, Will's also playing an offense that is used by half of the NFL right now. So he can be a lot more maybe plug-and-play uh, ready just schematically-wise uh, in between the years if he, you know. So these people, even though that, like, going out and saying he's the number one overall pick, I'm even pumping the brakes on that. I would put him at, like, 14 right now would be just me rolling the dice as, like, the third or fourth guy taken. Uh, but you you understand – this isn't just – Lips are. This is like people within NFL circles. They're talking about him being a big time prospect. It's not just completely unfounded nonsense. He's likely going to be a first round pick next year as long as this season isn't a complete disaster. I agree. I agree with all that. And that. And I to the texture's point. I think it is. I, I, I disagree with having Will Levis over Bryce Young right now. Yeah, and I don't think that's even all <laughs> that Heisman hot of a, I don't think that's yeah. even all that hot of a take by yeah. saying that. So, Texter, I would agree. While I could see it happening, as of right now, I agree with you that he should not be above Bryce Young. But as Roush is saying, it's him being a first rounder is not crazy at all. And then when it comes to quarterbacks in the first round, NFL teams get super bug-eyed and they they may they can't help themselves from time to time and they're going to see this guy that's got the dream NFL quarterback body with the arm to match and he's gonna he's gonna draw a lot of eyeballs so Mm -hmm. I don't think by the end of the season it's going to be as crazy but where we stand right now it's uh it's a it's a little different it's a little it's it's somewhat strange somewhat it's it's also a lot of fun too just talking about uh, NFL, really, it, it is because Kentucky. I mean, we we mentioned it in the, when Ryan Howard got drafted. Uh, one of uh, it might even be the only school with the number one pick in all three leagues. Uh, the graphic was certainly really cool, but uh, I I went up back and counted it. Only seventeen, nineteen or seventeen uh, teams have had two have had multiple number one overall draft picks in the NFL draft, and Kentucky would be in that elite company. And some of them too are, you know, like Notre Dame players mm-hmm. from the '50s. You know, so like, mm-hmm. but you would join rarefied air, and you better believe 
that that would help Kentucky find a quarterback next. Yeah, because it'd be it'd be huge. It, it would be colossal. U of L off their Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson success, they were able to get Puma, who they beat. They did beat out like Alabama and Auburn for mm-hmm. how much Auburn and Alabama were making him a priority or whatnot. We're not a hundred percent sure. And then while Cunningham, I don't think was like a huge steal or recruit for them. It was he's put up good college numbers, so like you you can get a nice bump. And now again, I think Cunningham UVL should maybe want a little bit more from the quarterback position, or mm-hmm. at least more wins, if nothing else. But they, I, I, you're going to see a bump in recruiting if you just have anybody get drafted, let alone quarterback, important position to want to be able to sell. And Roush, it just seems like it's been freaking forever since UK uh-huh. fans have been able to exhale and be excited about the quarterback position. Yeah. And uh, I, I think there was another noteworthy moment yesterday, uh, at least on the recruiting trail. Dylan Raiola is the number one quarterback in 2024. So he'll be a junior. Yeah, he'll be a high school junior this fall. He committed to Ohio State. Um you you're you're not going to be in on all of those guys, TJ. But if you have Will Levis going number one overall in the NFL draft, you actually you can have a real shot at, at getting some or being yeah. in the conversation for some top town and quarterbacks. And if not, then you're in the conversation with them once they hit the transfer portal after a year or two and they get beat out at Ohio State or Alabama or wherever else they may go. Yeah, and it's also good for ticket sales. Good for butts and seats, yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I think we'll probably learn even with the economy not doing so hot. Your stonks doing okay? Yesterday was brutal. Uh, not great, not great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Get, just, don't, get, just don't look at it. I, well, see, and I never do, but I get my IRA thing like once a month, and I keep looking. I'm like, so when's this supposed to get go be more? <laughs> it's supposed to be more, not less. Yeah, go 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 up. Yeah, uh, but uh. I don't know how, how how well you keep up with the uh, the recruit nicks of the world, especially the football recruiting ones like the national guys, but the Arch Manning stuff just very much. I just amuses see it on me. my timeline from time to time, and I, I oh. just think to myself that if you were if you were having to cover that, that would be draining. nauseating. Yes. Who's the last UK recruitment that? I mean, we have a ton of them. I mean, the Shade and Sharp stuff has been. Ahead of yeah, yeah, that, that's that's it's not recruiting, but it's the, the basketball version of it. But it's very similar in that it's just a race to whoever can get anything out. And um, it it was very funny because on three's guy Sam Spiegelman got his Arch Manning story out before Rivals or Twenty Four Seven did last night. It was about like twenty minutes, but everybody on the Slack channel at on three was like, "Great job!" Like, "Yeah, we got him!" You know, like just. There was a crystal ball for uh, him to go to Texas, I believe. Yeah, right? yeah. He, he, all it was is they had a spring practice at his high school, and reporters were there watching, and they talked to him afterwards. And he never does interviews, so it was a big deal. Texas that, had a spring practice? That no, no. Uh, his his high school, Newman. To, New, Archbishop Newman. They went to Texas? Like no, no, no. They just had a practice. They just had gotcha. a spring oh, practice, gotcha. and everybody, all the reporters showed up for it because he I never see. talked. I understand. Uh, but I was trying to think, too, man, there's – Wherever he goes, the hysteria around him is going to be bigger than the production. Mm. Between us, I don't think he's like, I mean, he's good. But is he this good? No. Seems pretty good. 
Yeah, he, but he also plays for, I mean, he'd be like playing at KCD. That school is small private school, and they're not, I don't, they didn't win a state championship last year. Okay. You know, like, so, you know, he's, he's going to be taking a leap up. He's good, but I. I just the, think when you've got the pedigree that he's had, still on horse racing mind, that maybe he'd be a little overhyped, and maybe it is a little overhyped. But he's been like dissected his entire career. That's true of a passer. And he's I think at used some point to dealing with the the. You'd have more people be like the yeah, scrutiny. He's actually not. He's not as good as people think he is. Like I think at some point that get out, and I don't feel like it is unless you've heard that. Yeah, I have. You yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's it? not it's not from people who cover it because that's their livelihood. It's from like Joe in Louisiana that. Mm, yeah 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 you know you're you're through the grapevines like he's not even the best quarterback in this state now maybe it's just somebody who's bitter because it's just manning hype and they're not going to get him at lsu uh but it is that name carries a lot of weight (laughs) that name carries a ton of weight and even if he is just an average manning what having a manning at your school can do i mean good lord (laughs) you know it's big. It could help other recruits want to come and, and join you and oh. all that stuff. But it was what? just very funny that one of his quotes was like, you know, he hemmed it all the whole time. Like, you know, if I was ready to commit, I'd do it. But I'm just kind of not ready. Don't know yet. Um, I do think that he would be the perfect example of a recruitment where if I were in his shoes, just I would want to get it over with so soon. Yeah. Like, just not have – there's some – It would be fun to milk like those atten- visits, though. Atten- like, if you blow up late in your career, I could see why you – like, I'm taking this bad boy to May if you're, like, a basketball player. Right. And you had, like, a big summer before your senior year and you're finally on the radar. I would get kind of dragging that thing out. When he's had people interviewing him since eighth or seventh grade, nah, I'm sophomore, junior year, I'm ready to close that bad boy up. Although it would be – would be kind of fun to do your official visits uncommitted, though. It would, and then you know, worst case, if you do it your sophomore or early junior year, and then you get to like October, your senior year, what schools are going to say no? They don't want you to come visit. Of course, they're going to roll out the red car- carpet for you. So it's true. I just think the, those that are just way over the top, I would, I would want to uh, you get it over with. I'd Stop the hysteria. Do you agree though that you think UK will end up selling more tickets this year than they have in a really long time? Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, ten win season. I don't think th- they did not raise prices at all. Um, I've got my seat upgrade selection on Wednesday. Oh, if I want to do it, which I think I do. Oh, well, I don't even know if it'd be so much an upgrade, but I think I may want to move my seats. Get away from your brother. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> but I, I'm pumped. I, I like. I don't know. I, I know there's a couple games. I think I may end up having to miss. Um, maybe you know it could be the day of and something with the baby. Maybe I end up not being able to go, but. Excited to be uh, excited to have the season tickets. Excited to be able to look forward to it. I think it's the most anticipated UK football season in our lifetimes. Yeah, and we've had some big ones lately. <laughs> Did we give myself a slap on the back or the behind on me saying predicting last year being awesome back in like 2019? Remember was that, that when you predicted back-to-back national championships for Kentucky? That really wasn't too terribly far off for what it was worth. I said 2019 and 2020. We didn't get the 2021. And then 2019, they were a P.J. Washington 90% yeah. jump shot that he made every time from going there, and then they would have had a it's chance true. to do it. So that one wasn't as egregious. But, yeah, don't try to poo on my parade. I said before <laughs> the – I said, like, summer 2020, spring 2020. I was like, I'm excited for this upcoming season, but I'm really pumped for 2021. 
sure enough, I didn't know Wandell was going to be there too, so that kind of saved my, right, my right, behind right. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But all that being said, even as I was as excited for last season, you look forward to this season. Yeah, you, you think that you kept mentioning that like Levis coming back, having a quarterback, and and that that is something that you can't oversell the significance of having a quarterback. Just knowing that you've got that position taken care of, it's, it's just it's great relief. It's a great relief. It's it's nice. It's uh, different for sure. You almost wondered how UK could go so long with having uncertainty at the quarterback position. Seriously. I think it was like I don't know if there was another program that had more. Well, maybe he could be good. You never know. Showed some flashes. We got this new guy in. Blah blah blah. Hey, it seems snake bit, but. Now you know what we're doing. We're just doing classic KRC curse where, like, Levis is going to break a toe or something like that, Damn. you know? No. Get out of here, KRC curse. Hey, then it'd be the bow show, baby. Bow nose ball. Remember that hot take I had last year? That was spicy. What was your hot take? Uh, I was just all on the Bo Allen hype train, and then you just dropped this Will Levis guy to me in the middle of the show. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about uh, trying good. to figure it out as I was going on radio. <laughs> that, that, was that, that That would have been a fun day to have this show streaming on TV, just to see my facial expression. Well, I mean, we're like 10 months ago, we were hearing that Joey Gatewood was maybe beating out Will Levis. Watch out for that. And then now you're talking about Will Levis as the number one pick, and Joey Gatewood has switched positions at – is he still at UCF? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's Playing receiver. Do, he's gonna do the new position there. Wish him the best. Um. I, b- before we switch tunes. Yeah. Um. Kentucky's got a transfer on campus. I saw that. Not from a prestigious school, but I, I would look more at the his list of suitors more than where he's coming from. Yes. Yes. Um. And his name is escaping me right now. Let me find that out. But he comes from Texas State. Uh. His name is Zion Childress. He visited. Uh, Washington. He's between Washington, TCU, and UK. Yeah, yeah. Uh, played a nickel is, for him last year. He had some positional value. Um, there it was. Uh, I did think it was kind of funny. Like in the article, he had one of his team's three interceptions. And I'm like, the team only had three interceptions. How do you only have three? One player sometimes can have three interceptions in a season. Boss Man Fat had four in eight games or whatever it was. Um, but. He, he would be able to play that in that slot spot. Uh, has some experience. Now, Texas State is, I wonder, I think they're conference USA, right? And he's got a lot of eligibility. Yeah, he's got four years to play three. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, he's going to be on campus, and that's the first time we've they, – they've been they've been good at keeping it quiet about the, the transfer portal stuff uh, and their visitors. I'm sure they've had more. This only leaked out because he did an interview with Washington's 24-7 site. Um, and, and that's how it got out. But, uh, yeah, another name to add uh, as a potential addition to the list for the Kentucky football program. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine from a depth standpoint. Again, Washington and TCU are not Alabama and LSU, but they're also not Vanderbilt and Illinois. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's Reputable programs, programs that have had some success over the last decade. That being said, this just seems like an, a depth add, all for it. Fine yeah. by me. Yeah. And honestly, I liked it more than the, the guy that they took a couple weeks ago. Um, so Yeah, that one, more of a stretch. Six foot, 195 pounds. Got decent size for that spot. So uh, Hopefully and, they can make it happen, but he, he played at Texas State. You'd almost think TCU may – me not knowing anything about it. But, but hey, he might want to get the hell out of the Lone Star State, you know. Hey, why the heck not? Yeah, why the heck not? All right. 
Well, we got to talk some UK basketball. Yeah. There are some whispers that are not good. No, no. But I refuse to believe them. Yes. That's the good news. Yeah. If you don't like the news, just don't believe it, baby. Yeah. It's gotten me this far. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. We'll read more text on the Thornton's text line. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Douglas, the producer. Push it real good. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Roll here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. It's Taco Tuesday. Make your way to Salsaritas, one of their two locations in town. Middletown. It has a drive through on Shelbyville Road. It is so good. And then the one in St. Matthews on Hubbard's. It's the one I generally go to, run into people I know there from time to time. No big deal, Roush. I know people. Hmm. I see them. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. From time to time. Wildly addictive chips, hot, spicy salsa, queso. Always a good time. And I do actually mean this. They have the friendliest staff at, at Salsaritas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've only done the drive through at the Middletown one. And everybody was nice there, obviously. But And I don't go to that one as much because it's further out of the way. But the one in St. Matthews, everybody's so friendly. It makes such a difference. You could be having a bad day, somebody friendly cheers you up. You could be having a good day, somebody friendly cheers you up even more. Uh, so when people are just nice to you, it's good. They're always nice at Salsaritas. The food is always nice as well. And I'm always hungry whenever we do this ad read. So. Yeah, I may have – I got a pretty busy day too, so it would be a perfect, like, Place the order online on the app, have it waiting for me, boom, swing it, take it back to the office, eat, be happy. You can do everything on the app with Salsaritas. Download it. It's called the Salsaritas app. You will save time. You will save money. Just make sure you scan it before you check out. You'll build up points, and then you'll get free food like I do. I do wonder, yeah, like Salsaritas, I know their food is awesome, but how much is it, like, am I brainwashed into just, I know I save money every time I go there. Um, probably both, yeah, you know, I mean, it like, just makes it more satisfying, sure. you know, um, man, I'm just hungry and everything. I, I, I just woke down to my computer and I seafood. <laughs> well, I'm hungry for an assistant coach and one that isn't already on the staff. Some whispers. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta all think, gotta think, use our brains here. Do we? We got to. Have to. So there's some whispers. Again, this is coming from the Me Man Boy Twitter account, which we believe is Mark Maggard, which if you followed this last week on Kentucky Roll Call at all, we talked about it. If it is Mark Maggard and this person is back, we know that Mark has a connection with Orlando Antigua. So a lot of times when you hear stuff coming from this Me Man Boy Twitter account, you could certainly be wrong about this. But maybe just assume it's coming from Orlando Antigua. What they posted out and has message boards and frenzies, Roush, is as of right now, Bruiser Flint is acting in an interim assistant coach role. 
Makes sense. You've, you've, with, you're down one. With can, Orlando Antigua and Chin Coleman, he was in a support staff role. He has moved over to the assistant role. And while it's vacant, they're going to be having – I think the EYBL is – I don't think it's back until Memorial Day weekend. But if they don't hire another coach and they can go out and watch people, you, you need to have the manpower. Bruiser's obviously done that before. So um, it would make sense to get him to pass his test, uh, his recruiting test and go back out on the trail to represent Kentucky. Makes sense. In the interim capacity. That ha- it, it, so I believe Kentucky you, did you, this if, before, too. Sure. They with, have done uh, it before. Barbie, I think, once upon a time. I, I don't remember who it was, but it was or it might, it, it might have been Robes, actually. Robic. I think I, it could have been he like slid back in for a little bit. For like too. a month or two sure. while they were looking for somebody. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was when they hired Jay. Um, I think, while, I think that's there right. Was, there was yeah. that little break there. I, that, that, that could have been it. But – Happens all the time in college sports. It's basically if you don't use it, you lose it. It'd mm-hmm. be like if a if a restaurant was short staffed and you had to go tell the busboy, "We need you kind of serving some tables today." Not you're not a permanent server, but in this instance, we're going to need to use you in that capacity. That's what they're doing with Bruiser. It makes no sense to only have two recruiters. It makes no sense to only have the perks of what two assistants can do when the NCAA totally allows you to slide somebody over in an interim capacity for however long it takes until you fill that position. Now, where me man boy, Mark Maggard, has taken it a step forward is he has said, and if they can't find the right person, he's probably just going to stay in that role. I don't know if that's true or not, but it needs to be untrue. That is not that's not acceptable. That's not acceptable. If you can't find the right person, yeah, that's go a weird... find the right person. Go yeah. find somebody that you think is the right person. If it turns out not to be the right person, then who cares? You have like Bruiser's not going anywhere. It would make <laughs> no sense not to bring in another assistant. We, now we, you could say that money's gonna be burning a hole in your pocket. You could say that you put Bruiser an assistant and then maybe go hire somebody in the support staff role. Okay, I'd need to hear. I'd need to really hear the support staff role and really be wowed by that for it to make sense to me. But making him a full time assistant would be a horrible decision. It's a decision that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So I refuse to believe that it's accurate. Yeah, I do too. Like, it would truly be just the most lazy. I don't know what else to do. I couldn't find it. Like it. That would be. That would be overly concerning. Unless it was like totally rationalized out and the support staff hire they made in Bruiser's place was like a home run or something like that. But like it's I would imagine staff, those nobody, things happen. Nobody cares about the support staff person. They well, want somebody who can recruit. U of L loves that they got the Rob Perez guy or whatever. Or who's that one guy? The Oh, the equipment manager? No. He he was in he's an actual assistant. Oh, now. the Rock Nation guy. The Rock Nation guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were happy about that. But I agree with you. So like again, that the odds of that happening are incredibly low. What they're doing with Bruiser right now, not a big deal. If they take that next step, like Mark Maggard supposedly is suggesting, then that would that would be alarming. It would be. So I would hold out on the freak out just now. That's those are just wasted words into the into this into space because nobody ever is patient and waits for things before they freak out. But if it did happen, we'd be having some rants on KRC. I don't think it would because it just doesn't it make sense. Yeah. It, you already got Bruiser in a good spot. He's already helping you in the areas you want to help him out. He's not going on the recruiting trail and landing star recruits. At a minimum, you could go hire a recruit's parent and just say, "We, you're our assistant. You could hire, you know, like you could do so much with that hire. 
So you you gotta not hire. You gotta not do bruiser. You fun. just the the lazy is the perfect way to describe it though, because it just it's like really we couldn't just gonna promote the guy that's already been in that position before and keep doing this same old song and dancing. No, 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 no. Wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm not buying it. Well, not buying it. I think it's but much- I think that's a good way for me man boy to cover his bases just in case it does happen. Ooh, I got some little scoop. Well, Here's it, how to it, make it more interesting. It is true that like he's probably filling that role right now. It'd make no sense not to have him fill that role right now. It'd make equal amount of no sense. Getting tripped up here. To hire, but to actually follow through and make him the third assistant. And even like Mark Magger was like, yeah, it's no big deal. He wants to be a head coach anyways. He's already got a foot out the door. All the more reason. What? Like that would... I think or I think what Orlando is going with is he's just out of the loop on who who it's going to be. Yeah. So he's like, all I know is Bruiser right now is our third assistant for recruiting purposes, and you know I like Bruiser. Maybe he'll be the third assistant. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cannot yeah. be. Yeah. Cannot I'm, be. And I, Cal, if you're even considering that, don't do it. Don't do it. Man. Don't Doesn't do make it. you feel warm and fuzzy inside about replacing like going you know, tit for tat for Jay Lucas, you know. We were like, hey, all right, this isn't good news. We are not happy about this at all, but we got to wait to see who they replace them with. Go get that. I guess you're not going to go get that Tennessee guy. I like that. I mean, it could be, but we just might not be hearing something. And then they mentioned the Virginia Tech assistant coach. Did you hear that one? No, no. I forget Hmm. the guy. Christian Webster. He's Uh, He's been mentioned, too. Don't like the name. You get Webster and Webster jokes. No, I'm good. I know no, it's not the not a, 80s you're anymore. Not a big Christian fan? But, but like that's an easy Trevor Kelsey layup joke, you know? Seven deadly sins. And we've come full circle. <laughs> Christian Webster, he has been at Virginia Tech since twenty sixteen, so that means he's survived he's stuck a coaching change. Or two, maybe. Buzz Williams, Forbes or not Forbes. Um he might have been pre Buzz though. If it was twenty sixteen. Keep an, that, I forget uh, that guy's name though. The um, the Tennessee guy. No, the guy that came to Virginia Tech from the school that had Storm Murphy, Wofford's coach. I, Mike Young. Mike Young. Yeah. So he did survive a change, but that also isn't sexy. It'd be more fun to steal a Tennessee coach. And they've been recruiting well. Kenny Chandler. They have been recruiting well. Brandon Huntley Hatfield last year, who's now Louisville. But yeah. All right. Let's get to this Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Keep them coming in. Kirby or for, or Kirby sent this one in yesterday to the Rutherford show, but I I wasn't hundred percent sure um, if that was the intent. But we read it on both. So Kirby, why does Terry's voice sound better on Cards Radio? Is it the show or the producer? It's definitely not the producer because if it was producer related, I've got the all star producer in studio yeah. today. Douglas is man in the four. Shockingly, <laughs> it's an equipment thing. Equipment. That place is nice, Roush. We've been. We've been bamboozled over here. <laughs> I mean, we get Douglas, which is great, but they have candy waiting for you. Candy? Candy. Lots candy. of candy. Wow. They have light bulbs. Ooh. <laughs> Got to laugh out of Douglas. Yeah. Do they have uh, air conditioning? They do. It was actually a little warm in the room that I was in over there. But, like, they're they're this is 1990s radio, which is fine. We make the most of it. Theirs is like updated, state of the art radio. But I still think they have to connect back here. So at the end of the day, it's all the OG right here. studio, and oh, you yeah. don't have thirteen pictures of me hanging around that place. So it can't be as good as this one. Nope, not. Hey, old 
Scoot and Kalen tweeted in or texted into the show. We'll get to you when we get to you, Scoots. We can't cut ahead. You know that. Yeah, rules is rules, Scoots. Mm-hmm. But you're awake at this hour and you're sick? Hmm, interesting. Hmm. 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 Forgot to mention this about the Derby. Leaving the infield on Saturday was a complete and utter oh. disaster. Yeah. Took us about an hour to even get out of the infield, and at one point we were shoulder to shoulder for 20 minutes straight, not moving. Grown adults were shoving each other like they were 10 years old about to fight, and it was the most childish stuff I've ever seen. Guys were total losers. Exiting the infield borderline makes me never want to do that again, but it was still a fun day nonetheless. Overall, a great weekend. Oh, but- it was a it was a pain, um, and it, it made me re- – regret just not waiting until the last race but brooke she was getting tired she's pregnant i'll listen to her she didn't want to stay for the last race so we went uh after the 13th race there was 14 and even then we had to do some waiting it wasn't as bad as you speak of uh and we actually were uh wow the fella calling the texter well, no, no, but he, he probably went earlier you know what i mean he probably okay. went as soon as the race got over with and that i'm sure was a nightmare um so just foot traffic i've never i've never had terrible foot traffic incidents in the infield yeah 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 foot traffic getting out pretty pretty crowded um but we waited a little bit longer and we were actually walking out just ahead of the uh the the navy the the guys from the navy i guess you call them sailors the sailors who helped uh bring over the garland of roses helped put it on the horse and they got to take a rose with them the seaman yeah pretty cool did you get a rose no did not get a rose had fake roses though that i put in my hat Called a macaroni. That sounds like one of my worst—not fears, but that nothing sounds worse than just being shoulder to shoulder with people for twenty minutes. Yeah, and and that's why, like, I, I get why a lot of my friends are like, I'm just going to do Thurby and Oaks because pretty pretty nice on those days. Crowds aren't as crazy. Still and get just, the I'm sure you racing. Just have people that are just like totally drained out, probably drunk, maybe dehydrated. Yeah, I could see people getting a little heated. A little feisty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Friday, you do have to see a lot more like high school kids. It's weird, though. I always, I always, I don't know where they go during the day, but I only see them wind up around the bathrooms and like concessions, and they're everywhere. But then I go to like your little section, and they're not. They're not. I don't see them anywhere. I did get. Did you see the dude that had the giant horse hat on that looked like a 300 soldier? Couldn't that have been like a thousand people? No, no but I did not. He he literally it was a big guy who just had on like a uh, a cape oh, and okay. a, and a hat um that looked like the Trojan horse. <laughs> he was pretty funny. Did you get a picture with him? I don't know why I didn't take a picture with him. I talked to him though. And I talked to a random lady from Michigan who was there for quite a while and we got a picture together. <laughs> what was the picture for? Just wanted to get a picture with her, my new friend. Was she cute? She's an older woman. Oh. I mean, she wasn't ugly. Didn't answer the question. Yeah, she was just like a you know, just a mom showing up. Was happy to talk to her about uh, Detroit. Did you say at least we're not Detroit? We're not Detroit. I don't know. I started talking about UK football guys from Detroit. I think always good. Things kind of run into your conversations there. They get a little fuzzy. Wonder why. TJ, what is your take on Trevor being fired on the other show for his music selection? Was that awkward for you in the studio? Had to be, right? He played some good music. We talked about the music incident. He plays sometimes better music than Justin. Sometimes plays much worse music than Justin. Justin is much more average in his music. 
Yeah, the thing is, is Trevor sometimes just decides to go with the worst genre, like the genre we. Like, That's hit, what I mentioned. Yeah, like dude, you can't just play like heavy metal. It's horrible. No, especially in the morning, nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, it's not it's no. that racket. He said we got mad one day when he was like playing soft jazz. I was like, I don't think we'd get mad about that. It might have been he played soft jazz like going out of the day, and it's like, come on, we're gonna fire people up. I said, oh, maybe he was talking. One day he did like K-pop, and we were like, this is not good. Yeah, and sorry, we're just not getting into that. I think he also did say that he has a K-pop band that he likes that does soft jazz. I don't. He is. Why would that would. Him having a K-pop band that he likes it would be so out of character for him. Because that sounds like the perfect thing for him to get off my lawn about. He zigs when people think he's going to zag. Like, mm, it's true. He always talks about how he doesn't like any new music, but couldn't you see him like being into K-pop? Be like, this is the new music for me. He hates Drake and all that. <laughs> Although he liked that Drake threw up an L. I saw Drake yelling, go Cats. So... Drake, no loyalties to a team? Big well, shock. It was really nice seeing Trevor, though, getting to do some radio with him. He, 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 I think he enjoys it. It's fun chatting with him. And uh, I couldn't get him riled up. It never really came. Like, we did, it just never came. Like, there was nothing we Didn't could get. Didn't get a hurricane. But those, yeah, hurricane Trevor, when you get him going, just like facts and reasons are against him, numbers are against him, doesn't care. Just. <laughs> Blind denial. Couldn't, couldn't couldn't find the right avenue to get him all fired up. Yesterday. Did you have Louisville fans who were confused and angry that you were not Mike Rutherford? Nobody said anything mean. Uh, I did bring when we had Ty Spalding on. I did bring up the tweet that he had from the U of L rivals account back from 2020. When I was like, I tweeted, I was like, U of L schedule in 2020 kind of sets up where the season could slip away. And then the U of L rivals count said, you need to worry about your hair slipping away. Oh, that, that's a fun. And I brought it up to him. I said, that one really got me. Like, it, you know, really stuck with me. And he was like, oh, he's like, sorry. <laughs> no, he should have doubled. He should have hurricane Trevor. Day. He should have. Yeah. yeah. He, he should have. He said that he used to just tweet from the U of L Rivals account and just, you know, take shots at it. Any, any, <laughs> any and everybody. And I was in his crosshairs, unfortunately. Hey, but you know what? That hair's still hanging around. For now. So, yeah. Suck it, U of L Rivals. long for my standards. I'm going to have long flowing locks on the beach next week. That's exciting, isn't it? Did you ever get your iMessage figured out, by the way? I think so. I, I, I group messages working out for me. Okay. They're blue. That's good. Not green. So, that's, that's good. Yeah. But I think it's still coming from my email address, though. But, hey, no no green group messages. A texter says, TJ, did it make you miss doing radio with Trevor? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trevor, we enjoyed doing radio with Trevor, but unfortunately we had to give him the old boot. He was fired. No severance. Yeah. He's out. Get out of here. No, Trevor didn't like getting up early. He did tell me, though, he is totally back to, like, 2015 Trevor. Sleeping. Goes to sleep at, like, 2.30. Wakes up Wakes at up, like, two. noon. Yeah, yeah, a little after. Yep, he said he's fully back into it. He so said he can, wants to get back. He wants to get out of it, but doesn't I mean, that's well. not going to happen. I don't understand it. Like, if you're staying up and watching games, sure, midnight, maybe. But, like, what do you do until 2.30? It's probably one of those things where, you know, he likes to double screen things. So I bet that he would have a game on and then a movie on the other one, and that's what ends up keeping him awake. Trying to figure out Trevor Kelsey is a fruitless task, but <laughs> there's like so much more information and stuff going on in the morning too. You think mm-hmm. he'd rather like be up to for that when the world's awake? But he just doesn't care. He doesn't care about the world. That's no. the thing that Trevor Kelsey 
is uh, factually true. He does not he just, care about anything else besides just what makes him comfortable, happy. Yeah, and right now he cares that a cat keeps peeing all over his stuff. And that's and he's going to probably end up taking care of it one way or another. <laughs> uh, Texter says, uh, we, we did jump ahead on that one, so we did break the rules. It's ridiculous. Levis is being projected number one. If you missed that conversation, go back and listen to the yeah. Kentucky Roll Call podcast. Yeah, uh, brought to you by our good friends at Cornbread Hemp. They've got a variety of products. Um, just all organic, full CBD, and man, I, I still on that cornbread hemp train. I don't like to enjoy one of their extra strength gummies every single night, but man, they've been hitting the spot as of late. That full spectrum organic CBD. Try them out today. Use the promo code Big X for thirty percent off. Take a little anxiety off. Take a little bit of that pain out of your joints away with the extra strength gummies at cornbreadhemp.com. Promo code Big X for thirty percent off at checkout. Can't beat thirty percent. No, you know, of course, uh, if you had thirty five percent or something, but you show me the radio show that's got that. You show that to me. We love cornbread hemp. You will too. It'll relax you, make you feel better, aches and pains, the whole, no, the whole shebang. Whole shebang. We love our listeners too, but we think we do love our sponsors as well. I think it's time for us to take a little break. It is last one of the show. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. Maybe talk a little NBA. I had a few things written down on that. There's a few quick hitters we may or may not get to. This is Kentucky Roll Call. One Woo! final segment coming up next. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Don't worry, I got an idea. An idea so smart, my head would explode if I even began to know what I was talking about. Rappers stepping to me, they want to get some. But I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. I'm not the victory, they can't get with me. So pick a PC date, cause you are history. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Remember, Thornton's has the cheapest gas in town, and it can even be cheaper if you download the Refresh and Rewards app. Shout out to Alex Cupper and Kelly Leonardo. We love Thornton's. You will as well. All right, did you see the recruiting news? Ooh, which not, which... not, not good ones for our friends. Oh, no. What happened? Tyrese Hunter likely not going to UofL. <sighs> No, poor guys. How will they ever recover? That is actually huge for them, though. They need they need somebody who can beat somebody off the dribble. Did not have that last year on the Louisville basketball team. He's visiting Texas this weekend. A lot of people think that potentially he will Maybe go, they can get go there. Devin Askew. They can do a little switcheroo. Tyree Center to Texas, Devin Askew. Devin Askew to Cal. Oh. Not Calipari, but California. Hmm. Going out California way, back home. Hmm. That seems, like a, that seems like – I think Devin Askew is power five good. I don't know if he's blue blood power five good. This seems like this could be a nice spot for him. Man, Cal basketball. You don't think about them very often. No. Who do they have with Kwanzaa there? Was it Jalen Brown? And who was the other guy that was pretty good for him? Marcus Lee. Yeah, he was not very good for him. No, but, they, you know, they had that other, like, wing that was talented. That was a big-time recruit. People forget Jalen Brown went to Cal. I just did. I mean, yeah. I, I – who was that other guy? Yeah, because he was pretty good. He was a five-star, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I don't think he ended up like having as good as a college career. Right, right. He was average, but he was still he he had the at least the the measurables. Yeah, 
that's going to bug me. Yeah. But you, you going to look it up? I'm um, sure. You want me to? I can do it. Just look up like the Cal basketball roster in 2016. Probably would have it right there for you. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We're going to keep at it here. Keep them coming in all throughout the day, all during the show. A texter says, that's BS what's really – that's BS if that's really what's going to happen regarding Bruiser. Exactly what couldn't happen. Ivan Rab. Gosh. Ivan Rab. Oh, Ivan me. Rab. Was, yeah. Yeah. 6'11 forward. He was an interesting recruitment, too. I mean, he ended up at Cal, so. I agree with the texter, though. I think we're all on the same page there. On the Bruiser Flint stuff? Yeah, yeah. That would just be a. He's a second. Ivan Rab was a second-round draft pick, but never. Never did much, though. No, he didn't. Ivan Rab, man. What a blast from the past. A one-time <laughs> UK target, very briefly. Oh, somebody texted in and even got it before us. Thanks to the 606 number. Good job, 606. Pr- you did it. Proud of you. Um. No, but Texter, I I agree with you. Again, I would just wait till it's official. Yeah, or we freak out about it. It feels like um, I, we haven't heard anything in a while, so let's throw something out there. I think a while. I think some wires got crossed. Bruiser yeah. is filling in for that role. I think some people are running with that that he may be the permanent fill for that role. If it does happen, we'll all freak out together when it does happen. But it just doesn't make sense for that to be the reality. Doesn't make sense at all. Sounds like a mess, really. Whew. All right, what do we got next? Texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Oh, we missed this breaking news. Broncos Rams on Christmas Day on Nickelodeon. We're going to get another MVP on Christmas Day. Isn't yeah, that the that, best gift that Santa Claus can give? That broke during hour number one. That's amazing. 4.30 on Christmas Day, and we're going to get Slime. Russell Wilson versus the Rams, his old divisional rival. Oh, slime everywhere. Slime left and right on Christmas. That's going to be like right when Christmas dinner is getting served. And do you all do do you all do you family say, presents after dinner or before dinner? We usually do presents in the morning, and then it's like a big breakfast and then a nap. Got to have that nap. And then you wake up from the nap, and boom, slime. Yeah, but you don't do like a big fam. You do yours on Friday, don't you? We do Christmas or Eve Christmas mostly. Eve. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll, I'll go to Christmas Day parties too. We got one down the street, and then there's a you know another close family friends that have one, and it just kind of depends on how we feel. Our big family thing probably get together around three. Dinner served around four thirty ish. Now we'll have slime, and then you do like presents around six. You do like a dirty Santa sort of deal, Ooh. and. Uh, I'll have a TV on. Uh, there's like 28 names that are drawn out of the hat for this Dirty Santa. So Ooh, there's that's a, a lot, big of, one. lot yeah. of sitting around. So having that football game on is going to be great. NFL, I saw BZ tweet this out. It's kind of a no sense comment or like a no, you know, everybody would agree with it. NFL on Christmas, significantly better than significantly the NBA. Significantly better, especially at that point in the year, too, because oh, the NFL games. Meaningful games. Yeah. 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 I mean, the playoffs will start two or three weeks later. So. Yeah, that, that actually could be a, a pretty significant game in the, the playoff picture, too. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, both of those divisions should be fairly stacked. Difficult, yeah, especially and, that uh, uh, AFC West. No doubt about it. Uh, there was one other piece of news before we get back to the text line I want to get to. We talked about him yesterday during the show, and then he announced he's back. Uh, he's not going anywhere. Jamarian Sharp, the uh, shot blocker from Western Kentucky, seven foot five guy. 
Uh, as Jeff Goodman says, never, never doubt Slick Rick. Rick Stansbury uh, able to get Sharp back on the Tops campus next year. Great news for Western Kentucky. This is going to sound mean, but it's true. If you've got Dante Allen guarding out on the perimeter, a rim protector is a nice one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, a, it's just factually yeah. true. And that will help Dante Allen stay on the floor more. If we're just talking basketball X's and O's, if we know that he can hit some threes, we didn't see it as consistently as we would have liked this past season at UK. We also know that he struggles defending. If you've got a seven foot five guy and one of the best shot blockers in college basketball, helping erase some of his defensive mistakes, that's huge for Dante Allen. So it actually makes sense. It, it makes sense uh, for Dante to go there, and that's big for Western. I'm all for them playing UK again. I have no doubt UK would wipe the floor with them, but I want programs in this state to do well. Good for Western. That's good news for WKU. Remember the last time um, Kentucky played against Jermaine Sharp and Oscar Shibwe broke the yeah, kind of like Rupp Arena party. Rebounding record, yeah, it's pretty awesome. That was when we knew, like, okay, we know that this guy was good. But he's like, oh, this he's... is like I think at that point we were like all SEC good, like maybe SEC Player of the Year good, <laughs> not then, consensus National Player of the Year, best rebounder in forty years. Exactly, just absolutely nuts. A texter says, oh, it's from Kirby. Hey, Kirby. At the end of the day, if Levis is a first-round QB, then I would think we won at least nine games. So I'm all here for it. Yeah. No, that you're you're exactly right. Um, and I think, ooh, that's a fun summer radio topic. Does Kentucky have to win nine to appease fans? Well, that, that's a good that's a good conversation. I don't agree, Kirby. I think you know I think UK could win seven or eight, but if Levis is just a freak, what you know? What if the secondary just gets torched and UK is doing shootouts? Yeah, but if he's like if that? he's a freak, then they're probably winning shootouts. I would think so. Like yeah. you know. I, I, Sure. I'm just, I don't think I'm universally subscribed to that idea of thinking. But all that being said, the Vegas odds would suggest the more games, the higher Levis is drafted, the more games UK won. I don't yeah. think it, I don't think it's a guarantee, <laughs> but I think the Vegas odds it's would not always exactly co- correlation that. or it's not always causation, but there's definitely something to it there. Yeah. And um, if he, now, the alternative is if he ends up not being on draft boards, I think that definitely would seem to indicate UK did not have a great season. Right, right. Um, so I think the inverse I still, is true. I still wonder what that line is, though. Mm-hmm. Is it – because I think it, fans it depends. would – You know, again, this is like the same stuff that other radio stations do, and it's just not based in reality. You can't just pick a number and say, I'm happy or I'm mad. Right, because last year – Folks were upset that Kentucky had a lot going for them. They lost to Georgia. All right, the Mississippi State, was, but then you lose to Tennessee and you get three in a row. Kentucky fans were not upset with a nine-win season, but there was a little bit of wanting more just because you let a, a winnable game against Tennessee s- slip away uh, because in a shootout you had too many turnovers. A lot of it's about who you beat. If you can go down there and upset Tennessee and Neyman, then – yeah, you're you, you should be walking to nine at least if you're winning that game at Tennessee. And that's what a lot of it is for Kentucky like if fans Kentucky right now. Kentucky loses by a point at Florida, loses by a point at Ole Miss. They beat Tennessee, they beat Louisville, they're upset on the road at Missouri. And then they lose Miss, to Georgia. Mississippi State gets them. Oh. But they beat Georgia. 
That's eight and four with like a weird way to get there. But fans would be happy. I think fans would still be happy. That's, you you that's, do Tampa, you do something different. Um, it'd be a fun, different bowl game. That's why I just don't think you can pick a number and definitively be like happy with this, happy with not this. Because again, if you finish, what if Kentucky struggles early on in the year for whatever reason, but then they finish winning five straight games, beating Tennessee, Missouri, Vandy, Georgia, and Louisville? We're going to look at that a hell of a lot different than we would in May saying, like, if they don't win nine games, I'm going to be furious. A lot of it's about how you finish. It is. It's, so it's, much of it is. Clearly optics, feel, momentum. Uh, and it's nice you just get that guaranteed win waiting for you at the end of the year, oh, each yeah. and every year. Oh, and it's going to be at the Krogue this year, too? Man. Gosh, that's going to be a party. I'd like to see the Krogue actually packed for a L UK game for once, but... Well, no Louisville fans aren't going to show up. They don't. And I, that plays a role in it, but also generally every game that UK's played at the Krogue against U of L in it's November been has just been miserable weather. weather. <laughs> yeah, really awful. A texter says, John here. Hey, John. How you oh, doing, buddy? Oh, morning, John. Good, great morning to all. Man, it'd be excellent to hear Levis go number one overall. It would mean a lot to the program. I agree this football season is going to be awesome. Am I weird or dumb that I don't believe in this negative fake news about the basketball program? Well, at least I'm hoping it's fake news. And also, I believe Sharp is still going to come back. Oh, wow. I know I'm being naive. I'm just trying to stay positive. Let's go, Cats. BBN for life. We'll got to go talk to you later. I appreciate John just acknowledging his naivete. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I still don't think Sharp will be back, but I will admit the whole situation's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still, to this day, is bizarre and strange but i i don't think he's back i like your optimism john there's something up though with that whole situation there's no doubt about that and then what else did he add oh the uh the bruiser flint stuff it just wouldn't make sense it doesn't pass the smell test doesn't mean it's not possible but um i I think we'll see a different name mentioned can't get beat by another christian if you proactively go against that said christian um wait Christian, you can't get beat. Oh, the Saint. I think it's a Saint Peter's joke. Oh, it is a Saint Peter's joke, isn't it? That's why you hired the Christian guy from Virginia Tech. That's a good Man, point. that was the, there's a lot of depth to that joke. TC from Lexington here, boys. Wait, did you say Trevor's in his forties? I think he's forty-two. Yeah, I know. We I never ask a lady her, her age, but <laughs> right? I think forty-two. Sounds right. I remember he would. Yeah, because uh, the NFL draft was originally supposed to be in Vegas COVID year. Mm-hmm. That was going to be his 40th, but, uh, you know, COVID. What do we got next? Uh, texture on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. TC from Lexington here. Wait. Oh, whoops. I went to bed at like 830. Almost slept 12 hours. Come on. <laughs> Scoots. <laughs> oh, I did do the. I had, I How had, you feeling, Scoots? I hope you're feeling good. Yeah, getting eight hours of sleep back-to-back nights. Real treat. But did uh, did have to turn on the air conditioning last night. Was hoping to, to keep it off, but uh, Duke Boy's room, man, it just it gets too hot. It's a little too toasty. Woke him up last night. Real man. disappointed. Hey, fellas. Brad from Bellbrook here. When we look back at Kentucky football in 20 years, who do you all think will be remembered as a bigger legend? Wandale or Lynn Bowden? Personally, I'd say Lynn, but I'm biased because he's my favorite college player ever. It's um interesting, Brad. I wonder why you have Lynn over Wandell. Does the transfer thing, just the one year thing, because that that would be a good enough reason. I think um, I think so. The Wandell case is a good one because he's a Mr. Football from Kentucky, and he had that 
mean, he broke the records in his last draft to like put the team on his back. I mean, he was Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings put the team on his back. I mean, that's what Wandale did. And and so you have a good case for him. But when Bowden's just I mean, that was hysterical what he did. He if if they did that two weeks earlier, he's in New York for the Heisman ceremony. You think so? I mean, he would have had undeniably the craziest statistics that they would have just had to throw him a bone there. That's a good point. I mean, it, I don't know. You know, I wonder how much I, we make fun of people for this, but maybe it's maybe I'm having an, a bias to it. Like, I wonder how much the Wandell stuff is. He was like a Kentucky kid, and it's just it was so sweet seeing him dominate. I do also wonder how much it was Kentucky just hasn't had a great wide receiver in a long time. That's part of it. And finally, you saw the passing, passing. game like actually <laughs> have some success. A long pass. You saw long balls and him coming underneath them and catching them and, and making big plays. So maybe that's why I sometimes just lean towards Wandell. But it's it is pretty nuts what Lynn did. Every team knew exactly what UK was running every play of the game and couldn't stop it. And as much as that is also on Lynn, the offensive line deserves a ton of credit that year as well. That that was pretty crazy. In the SEC too, to just be like, well, what do we have to do to find ways to win games? Let's just give the ball to the same player every time, and he'll find a way to help us. Yeah. And he did. Mm-hmm. He did. And the only time he kind of came up short was that frickin' Tennessee game. I know. Yeah. God, it's Tennessee. That was... Man, that's a really good uh, question, though, Brad. Yeah, way to go, Brad. Yeah, and... Bigger legend, I'll go Wandell, just the Kentucky thing, but... And 10 wins versus what Lynn get eight. Well, yeah, and Wandell's probably going to have a better professional career. Like, I could see Wandell hanging around the NFL for decades. I'm not giving up on Lynn. That injury came at a horrible time, and, you know, assuming he is with it and, and focused on football and all that stuff. I think he still has a lot of great football plays left in him. But, yes, I also agree. I think Wandell I think Wandell will have a similar trajectory of Randall Cobb. He'll have, like, seven awesome years, and then his body will kind of catch up to him where he'll be still all hands, mm-hmm. but not really as explosive. Right, right. The, the, si- the, the size with- thing isn't as big of a deal, but it is later on. Yeah. Yeah. You can only be the, the mm-hmm. little fast guy for so long. You got to be fast <laughs> yeah. to have that with you. I went to bed a lot. Oh, that was uh, old Scoots. Good morning, TJ. Nick, you suck. I mean, suck it. Hey, Nick, did you and the Derby winner grow up on the same streets? TJ, I'm new to message boards. Can you please tell me who this Mark Maggard guy is that nobody likes? I'm drawing a blank and don't remember. Okay, have a good day, TJ. Suck it, Nick. But yeah, we, wow. Mark Maggard was like a kind of an inside message board per- poster, kind of had his own website too, and then frauded and scammed people some money, supposedly. And, uh, that now, was, and then he was uh, gone for like nine years, and now he's back. Yeah, that was Supposedly. pre-me doing this stuff, too. Um, so, like, early Cal years, maybe? First year or two? Probably wasn't even around for I think it was the just like 2012 the title first team. Year of yeah, Cal. yeah. By the time, even, I think, by the time the first year of Cal finished, he was you didn't hear from him as much anymore. Um, yeah, your former ex-boss, I think, could probably tell that story better than, than I and probably would have some more – perspective on some different angles to it as well a texture says louisville out on hunter sucks to suck idiots wow wow tyrese really? hunter the iowa state transfer who was considering U of L, seems like he's going to go to texas we mentioned that a little bit earlier on i will say who has been the big fish that kenny payne has brought in brandon huntley hatfield is a nice addition yeah but it still is a player that averaged like three points per game in his previous stop for what it's worth so 
Who's going to dribble the ball for the University of Louisville? Who? I wouldn't be shocked if they get that Missouri, that other guy in the Missouri Valley that put up like slightly better numbers than Reeves. Mosley, I think, from Missouri State. Ring a bell for you? Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. People were kind of freaked out when he entered the portal. Um, yeah. I don't even know if UofL is recruiting him. But if you're UofL, like, you'd need to go get that guy now if you're not getting Tyree Hunter. Xavier Pinson end up anywhere? Yes. Or did mm. he cut his list down? I think he's going to like another SEC school. <laughs> uh, he's got, no, he's State. got he's got three finalists. Um, this was one day ago, and it is Mississippi State's on there. Though. Georgia Tech, New Mexico State, Mississippi State. Would love for it to just be Mississippi, Mississippi State, State, baby. <laughs> the SEC tour would be great if he. Uh, one of those things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Is that Patino out of New Mexico State, or is he at New Mexico? Or uh, he's at State, maybe. Oh, I had um, randomly Mike Bolado show up on my Twitter timeline the other day. I was like, how do I know that name? He's New Mexico for what it's worth. Uh, and Mike Bolado, Coach Mike, is at New Mexico State. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. a blast from the past. Yeah, it really Not is. A lot of people remember that. A texter says you can also you also forget that Jason Kidd went to Cal. So. Well, that was like in the. It's like nineteen ninety four. Long time ago. <laughs> Jason Kidd is now oh, an Jason, NBA coach. Jason Kidd wasn't playing with Jalen. By Brown. the way, I, I was watching that game that night. Really changed his looks, for the better or worse. Just, he looks older. I mean, naturally, he's going to end up looking. But he's got a big beard goatee thing going on. It just I don't know. Not he doesn't look as felt as uh, Steve Nash does with the Brooklyn Nets. I think that might have something to do with where you live. You know, if you go to Brooklyn, you're going to be kind of hippy-dippy, wear cool designer clothes and all that sort of thing. You go to Dallas, you eat ribs and, you know, pack on some LBs. KSR has become the website of what people are wearing, and we'll write about it. Hey, you didn't hear me write about it. You heard me talk about it because that was my takeaway Lord from the NBA games. Lord knows we could games. hear you write about it, though. Can we get a good NBA basketball game tonight, though? Uh, last time was okay. You, I mean, nobody oh was obviously God. staying up for the Warriors. Al Horford just what a time a time machine annihilated the Greek Freak. I he mean, a, Al Horford was awesome. That yesterday. that was like a Scottie Pippen dunks on Ewing and like makes Ewing do a somersault and like tumbles over and looks like an old man. And Al Horford is the old man. Thirty. I had to Google his age. Thirty five years old and he scores thirty. When and John Calipari coached that like Dominican Republic team, and Al Horford was a part of it, or he was old then. I know it was like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna teach these young guys like Carl Anthony Towns. I'm gonna put them under my wing, <laughs> and I'm gonna just show them, you know, some of that stuff. Hey, Scoots, I think it's pretty convenient. You don't do radio on the day that IU announces Jordan Holes is back within the Jordy Holes is back. Jordy Holes is back. Oh God, I can't stand that. He was. Uh, we were the same age, and I had a spring on a. Indiana AU team, and you would have thought Jordan Hulls was Jesus Christ reincarnated. My God. Oh, he can shoot threes. He slaps the floor. I remember Tom Crean was like, he will be an NBA point guard. No, he won't. Well, he wasn't. Um, that being said, neither was I. But, Scoots, this is such like a, people got all worked up because Fife left. This was like, we'll get somebody that they can't deny. Like that <laughs> they're absolutely going to love. Mm. And so Jordan Holes is their new recruiting coordinator for IU. And that's uh, that's like an off-court deal, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But he's back within the program. You know IU fans are probably just going nutty about that. They're like, <laughs> best move Woodson could ever make. 
but I'm sure Scoots is pumped up about it as well. A texter says, you doofuses. This is from Scoots. He said, Leitner, Watford, going back to his Christian text. You can't get beat by another Christian if you proactively go and get said Christian. Oh, my gosh. Just shows how you mind. Like, Christian Watford, oh, no, we got beat by him in a regular season game. Say it ain't so. How did that season end for Christian Watford? He also, I don't don't have Christian Leitner on the top of my mind all the time. Not often, no. A texter says, uh, or Scoot says, I feel better. Hopefully we'll be back tomorrow. Hmm. Well, you keep making jokes like that, then kind of hope you you keep pooping your pants, buddy. Another texter says, Marcus Lee ended up at Cal. Yeah, we'll we'll do a little volleyball action there. We mentioned Marcus Lee. Uh, I do have a question for you tonight, though, TJ. We we have uh, Heat against the Sixers. 76ers travel to Miami. We've got two best-of-five series right here. Both these series are 2-2, yeah. so the winner of these will have a – we'll just need one more to punch their ticket to their conference finals. So huge, huge games tonight. Big game for Bam because Embiid has been awesome since he came back. And, like, you don't expect him to stop him, but, Bam, have a good game and at least make Embiid – Really work for it. Get a get a, put a ton of shots up to get a ton of points. You know, can't make it easy on them. Uh, but man, in the NBA, they end up. I I don't. It's so frustrating, but I get why they have to do it. It's just hard to fight over screen. But when they they switch off on with little guys on big so often. Like what what, what is Marcus Smart doing guarding Giannis right now? He's a foot taller than him. Like Giannis is going to score that every time. We can't be having Hero getting switched off on. Joel Embiid tonight. Want to just see the, the way, heat? Just the way the game works. Want to see the heat? Got to keep them in front of you. Get a little, get a little run put together here. Uh, Hero is uh, questionable though with the ankle, which the amount of people that they had on their injury report, it was like a Patriots one with mm-hmm. Belichick, which is like we're gonna make everybody probable, and then just you can figure it out. Oh, uh, nothing. I mean, I'll, I'll save that for another day. We don't have enough time in the show to even get to that. All right, well, who are your picks? I'm taking the two favorites tonight. Let's go favorites. Let's go home team. He, I'm, I'm taking the fire, Heat and the Suns. It's going to be a toasty <laughs> night of NBA playoff basketball action. I regret that. All right, I, <laughs> we're, out, we're out of time. You've been doing a lot of radio the last few days, exactly. CJ. You, you earned seven that hours, uh, Seven hours and 26 hours. Seven hours of radio the last 26 hours of my life. Uh, you did it nobody has to hear from me again till 7 a.m tomorrow everybody have a great tuesday thanks for all the texts into the show we will be back on wednesday we may have scoots if not douglas the producer always thankful and appreciative of his help tj walker and nick rouse this is kentucky roll call roll cow